Happy Friday, everybody. Thank you so much, as always, for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Things are a little backwards right now because we have a trip report for you here on a Friday because Monday, Pam and Ricky join me for our Halloween special on Halloween Day. So strap in for a fun trip report. We're headed to New York City with listener Brett, and we talk about his trip this past March to the Boardwalk Villas in a two-bedroom villa. We talk about times in all four theme parks, great dining experiences, and we get into a discussion about his collection of vintage Disney t-shirts, how that all started, and how he continues to collect this unique piece of Disney memorabilia. So we really hope you enjoy today's show to start the weekend. As always, this podcast and all of our podcasts are brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. They are the best Disney travel agency out there. They're going to help you plan a great Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney trip for no cost to you. That's right, no cost to you. You're going to get first class service from the time you fill out that quote form till the time you get back from Walt Disney World. You have a professional passionate agent advocating for you to get you the lowest cost possible on the most magical vacation ever. Check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click really does help us out. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You are our super fans and you allow us to put this show out three to four times a week, each and every week, all around the world. And we could not do this without you. And our patrons get a bonus show as well. It's called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to get that and join us, come on over. Patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2180 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Friday to you and welcome to Halloween Weekend 2022. Hope you have some fun activities planned for this weekend. And if you don't, just run up to Walgreens or CVS and buy all the candy Turn out the light on the front porch and just eat it all. You know, that's what that commercial says to do. And I 100% endorse that idea. But if you're getting out and about, have some fun. Throw on a costume. I got to send a shout out to listener Karen, one of our great listeners who uh, their family is from Chicago. And uh, they have a daughter, uh, crazy enough, that goes to Mizzou, is a Mizzou student this uh, this semester. Now, that's kind of ironic because my daughter, who was a Mizzou Athletics Department staff member, is now in Chicago, uh, Director of uh, Basketball Operations at the University of Illinois, Chicago. So I've sent my daughter to Chicago. Their daughter has come to Mizzou, so we're like swapping kids or something here. But i got to send a shout-out to her because just today as we're recording this podcast, I received in the mail the coolest gift. Now, I don't know if you guys have been watching my Instagram, but I am a huge retro kind of person, and I love retro stuff. And so I've been collecting those Happy Meal buckets from McDonald's, McBoo, McPumpkin, and I still got to get McGoblin. I got to get the green one, but I got the I got the white one and the orange one so far. Karen has a hookup somewhere. She works for this company, and now I am the proud owner of a sweatshirt 
that is the exact replica of Mick Boo, the white Boo uh, bucket. So, Karen, thank you so much. I'll be rocking that this weekend, and everybody will be saying, what's up, Mick Bucket? What's up, Mick Boo? And it's going to be awesome because of Karen. And hope to see them at the Kentucky game out at the zoo on November 5th. And anyway, let's get to today's uh, guest. We're going to be talking Disney, and he's hanging in here with us out in New York City, which I love. And Scott just got back from. We have Brett. Brett, thanks for coming on the show. What's going on? Yeah, thanks for having me on here. Uh, it's going well tonight. Uh, ready to talk Disney and tell everyone why I love the parks and Disney in general. Love that. Sorry for the long intro, but I had to get that shout out to Karen because I got this delivery in my front porch about an hour ago. She told me she was sending this, but when I saw it, it was even more awesome than I had pictured. That's pretty amazing. In my head. It's McBoo. It's crazy. And uh, I, I love stupid stuff like that from my childhood. Anyway, so let's talk about your uh, your backstory with Disney. So we're going to talk about a recent trip here in just a minute. But, you know, what finds you coming on a Disney podcast? Why are you such a big Disney fan? Where did it all start for you? I mean, I was first in Disney World uh, before I was six months old. Uh, and ever since then, been going back periodically and uh became DVC in 2006, five, and, uh, you know, pretty much going back like twice a year, once every other year, uh, since then. So a lot of experience and, um, I just really enjoy the atmosphere of the parks, all the Disney movies and, uh, just the whole vibe of it all. So I, great community. I, and you're speaking to a lot of folks who feel exactly the same way. Listen to our show, thousands of Disney fans. We kind of all talk about this stuff very frequently. Let me ask you this, though, before we hop into the, the trip down to the boardwalk here recently. What are some of the things that you you miss that are that are no longer able to be experienced at the parks and resorts anymore? Like I always lament, you know, illuminations. That was one of my favorite things to do. It, it really just brought the the end of a night at Epcot perfectly to a close for me. And it, it, it just fit perfectly in Epcot to me. But are there experiences that you miss that, that you wish you could go back to? I think the great movie ride is the biggest one um, because that ride in general really got me interested in film. Um, and uh, as a kid, I always mentioned to my parents how much I love Footlight Parade. And I would always talk about all those trailers they showed in the queue. Um, and it was just so amusing. And I learned about like Indiana Jones and Alien through that ride. So like that's irreplaceable. And they had the best uh, animatronics really and the best acting with the cast members and the interactions. And, and also that montage at the end was mm -hmm. just amazing. Brought me to tears every time. Just so well done. And that's so cool to hear that somebody like you, that was going to pursue a career in, in film, that this was something that maybe isn't the reason you went into that, but it was definitely pushing you in that direction, giving you a little inspiration or motivating you in that way. <laughs> And I've always said, you know, I, I, I like Runaway Railway, and it, I'm sure you probably have been on it, I, yeah. I don't know, but I just, I just wish that we didn't have to sacrifice one for the other. You know, I wish that there was a way that we could, you know, hang on to the past and still get something new at the same time. I mean, do, do you kind of feel that way too? Oh, absolutely. You know, I wish they had unlimited space in Disney property, but obviously uh, that's not an option. But. <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> It's, you know, I still enjoy the runaway uh, train ride and um, yeah, you know, I feel the same. All right. So we'll talk about some of your favorite things uh, a little bit later, but let's dive into the trip and get to uh, your stay at the boardwalk. So you guys are DVC. Is it is boardwalk your home resort? No, we are at Saratoga. 
Nice. So do you typically stay, do you ever stay at Saratoga? I have so uh, many friends that are DVC and like, they tell me, yeah, our, uh, you know, we're, we're, we bought into Kadani. I'm like, have you ever stayed? No, haven't ever stayed there. You know, it's like, cause I'm not DVC, but it cracks me up. I have so many friends that yeah. have their home resort, never stay at their home resort. So I, you know, cracks yeah, me up. Yeah, we've only stayed at Saratoga <laughs> once and that was like 2005. Thank so. you for keeping the streak alive for me. It I has to be. It. Yeah. And usually back. we're at the beach club, uh, but we hadn't been to Boardwalk in probably about a decade, and uh, I just forgot how much I missed it and the whole atmosphere and being right there on the Boardwalk by the lake and all those cool little shops down there and the magic performer outside. And it's just, I love it there. And uh, we also got to go to the Abracadab bar, mm -hmm. my brother and I. And uh, that was so, so cool in there. All the little Easter eggs they had going on. and. Uh, it was fun to try to solve all the puzzles that they had going on, like in the decor and everything. So that's a cool little place. Yeah, I do like yeah. Abracadabar. Now, when did you go down, and, and who did you all travel with? It was in March, and that was with my parents and my brother. Nice. And uh, my brother is also a, a big Disney fan, and uh, we're like twenty nine, thirty two, so we're still going strong. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Now, let me 31, ask you one. Sorry, <laughs> I can't. I don't even say how old I am anymore. I, I'm 22. <laughs> that's what I say. Yeah, I act like I am because I try to keep running, but I'm old. Um, okay, so let me ask you about your accommodations, though, because you guys were DVC, so I guess you were at the the Boardwalk Villas. Yeah. Um, what kind of what kind of villa did you have, and did you find it worked out well for your stay? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a uh, two bedroom. So my parents had the one room, and then my brother and I stayed in uh, the room with like the twin, not twin bed, but two queens. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it worked out really well. And uh, if we needed a place just to like relax after being at the parks or something, there was plenty of space in there uh, to watch, you know, like maybe Disney movies they were showing on or go to the activity center, rent something out. Uh, so yeah. That's awesome. Now, let me ask you another thing that actually I should have asked earlier, but I'm always curious about this. You guys seem like you're a family that really does love Disney. When it comes to putting this trip together, so you went in March, but I'm sure, you know, came together maybe even before the beginning of the year. How do you guys plan? Do you have like family meetings? Do you guys use technology in any way, like a, like a shared spreadsheet or like, what does your plan look like pre-trip? Like, how do you guys put this trip together before you arrive? A lot of times um, my mom is the one who really gets things going. Uh, she's on the ball with that. And she like calls us and everything is like, okay, I got a fast pass for this day. Well, they're not called fast passes anymore. I forget what they're called. <laughs> yeah, lightning lanes and GD lightning plus, lanes you know, and, and all that. And it's crazy. Yeah, it's tough. And, and it's like, okay, which of these rides do you want to go on on this day? And I'm like, I don't know. That's like four months from now. I can't tell you exactly I if I want to go on I'm Spaceship Earth. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing in an hour. Like, don't exactly. ask what I'm doing in four months. Yeah. So, but I understand that the planning has to go into it. And we talk about like, okay, which resort do you think we should try this time? Um, and like, you know, do the point trading thing. And yeah, uh, yeah you know, it's just a lot of pre-planning. And uh, when we get there, it's just, you know, falls into place and I just kind of go with the flow with it. And uh, yeah. So I'm asking everybody this kind of lately because this is the question, because I work as a travel agent. This I help mm -hmm. people plan trips every day, all day. And the question that we're getting post Magical Express is, you know, how do you get from 
MCO to Walt Disney World. So how did you guys solve that problem? Did you take Uber, Lyft? Because you're from New York City, so you're probably very comfortable with public transportation, cabs. I just picture, you know, I'm from St. Louis. Like, I mean, we all have our own cars. From the time you're yeah. 16, you drive your own vehicle everywhere. The first time I took a cab, I felt like I was in an episode, I, I don't know, like I was on some, you know, sitcom. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, <laughs> what about you guys? Because you're probably, I don't know how you guys solve that yeah. issue. Yeah, usually, like, uh, I'm flying from, like, LaGuardia or JFK, and my parents would either be driving down <clears throat> separately from the Poconos, which is, like, 20 plus hour drive wow. yeah but sometimes they fly uh you know and then we take resort transportation to the parks nice okay yeah. so well let's so you stayed at boardwalk okay so let's talk about times in the parks so looking back to your trip what were some of the the fun times some of the stories some of the memories you made some of the outstanding uh times uh, I think that um, one of the things that really stands out to me uh, was on the new Star Wars ride. Uh, what is that one called? Rise of Resistance? Yes. Um, and just, I think the cast members really sold that ride. Um, just, you know, my brother and I, uh, we always kind of joke with the cast members to see if they stay in character. Uh, and they did such a good job. Like, in the interrogation room, <laughs> my brother said something like, uh, we know everything. We'll tell you where the Death Star plans are. <laughs> you were giving it up. You can't, you yeah, can't give it up. Just giving it up right away. And and then uh, the cast member's like, all right, well, that was easy. Thank you. <laughs> hey, just leave. <laughs> you don't even need to go through with this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, like the Jedi stuff, the, the Sith stuff's working on me. I know. Yeah, I know. Uh, There's, it's so effective. <laughs> but, I mean, okay, so you're somebody, though, that is really into, I would imagine, like film and production and mm -hmm. theatrics and stuff like that yeah. in you know, and you're a huge Disney fan, so you've been on all these various iterations of attractions throughout the decades. What I mean, as far as like technology and just the presentation of what Rise is, because, I, you know, I wrote it right when it opened. I went down on a trip and then I came home to tell my wife about it. She's mm -hmm. a school teacher. And she goes a lot, but she didn't get to go that weekend. And I, I really couldn't describe it to her. I told her like it's like four different attractions kind of mashed yeah. into one like you know it's a it's this kind of an experience then you're in this kind of an experience then you're in that kind of an experience but it's also exactly what you said it's very driven by the cast members and their performances mm -hmm. of their roles at the same time so you have that insight so what did you think overall of how maybe this is the next generation of large e-ticket attraction yeah it could be i think uh that ride is built around storytelling and you know the moment you enter the queue that's when it begins and you know, they take you through the transport ship and you just really feel like you're like going to a completely different location. And then the next part of the story begins and you're like walking to the big open area and then you see the stormtroopers and you're just in awe. And you're just like, wow, I'm not even on the actual attraction vehicle yet. But all this production and scenery and design that goes into this to make it feel like a completely immersive experience is just jaw-dropping really like you do feel like you're on the set of a star wars film going through that queue and the entire ride so you know i think it's the best attraction they've done in decades yeah, you said the so. key word it's storytelling because yeah. you know I, I i'm obviously a lot older than you but i grew up with the star wars movies you know episode four came out when i was four years old so you can do the math mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so I've been just living that my entire life. You know, I just remember when I was a young kid, 
the Star Wars arcade cabinet, you know, that you sat mm-hmm. in the environmental cabinet, like in 1982 or something came out at Sears and it was like, oh my gosh, this is so real. I can sit in here. There's a yoke and you can blow up the Death Star. You know, you look and there was like digitized voices that were terrible, but they were <laughs> awesome back in the eighties, you know, and it was just like, like Obi-Wan's talking and Luke's talking and Han's talking. But now, I mean, to see the the immersion, because, you know, everything in my lifetime, and again, I sound like I'm from the Waltons or something, but <laughs> in my lifetime, it's all been, you know, I've loved this this uh, this whole universe of Star Wars, but it's mostly been in my imagination. Like, you know, I, I see what I see on the movies, but I get nothing else. You know, mm-hmm. I want to be, you know, I want to see a three-dimensional X-Wing fighter. I want to see a three-dimensional Millennium Falcon. You know, it was, it, I'll right. be honest, like when I, the first time I saw Millennium Falcon, I almost cried as a grown yeah. man because I'd had the toy as a kid. I'd imagined like sitting in that weird cockpit. And mm-hmm. I mean, did you kind of have the same feelings when you yeah, walked around the Yeah, I mean, the whole just land? seeing, you know, in Galaxy's Edge, the Millennium Falcon itself, the replica, that was insane. And being on a smuggler's run, just, I mean, similar to what you're saying with the arcade cabinet, like, you know, I usually was the gunner and it did feel like i was doing like a space shooter type video game thing and it required skill and it wasn't just like automated say something like uh uh you know the epcot ride um the space one why can't i think of it oh, mission, yeah, space, space. Yeah, mission space I was, I was yeah no space this one felt like you actually had to aim and like calculate where you were firing and i'm like wow that's that makes a big difference it does, because my daughter my daughter and I were both uh, pilots one time. We were terrible, mm-hmm. and it made us actually motion sickness a little bit. So uh-huh. it is real because we're terrible, and it yeah. did actually <laughs> affect how terrible the whole attraction was. So, okay, so let me ask you about other – now, when you guys went down in March, did you guys go to all four parks, or you is that how you we normally did. do it? Okay, so yeah, how about some times in the was parks? one day. Uh, that was the least visited park we did. Okay, so well, tell us about some of the other uh, fun times in the other parks. Uh, let me see. Let me think. I got to think back going to March here. Um, I thought that Harmonious was also one of the highlights. Um, you know, uh, the Illuminations was a fantastic show, but I think that Harmonious kind of takes it to the next level. Uh, brings like more of a, a global type feel to the, the show, which is kind of the whole point of uh, World Showcase. Um, and, uh, you know, I really did appreciate all the songs that they threw in there that you might not, he- uh, hear all the time. Um, I remember they did, uh, Princess and the Frog, uh, almost there. And, uh, just hearing that song, like with the fireworks and everything, like that's always been one of my favorites. And, uh, I'm happy that Princess and the Frog is finally getting its due after over yeah. a decade. But, it got, it got nothing and now it's getting all the love. Like, you I know. went I went to the theater in 2009 and it was like me and three other people. And I'm like, come on guys, this is a masterpiece. <laughs> it's great. The, the music could, because it's like that Dixieland stuff. That's, yeah. you know, it's like Mississippi river stuff. And I live right. right on the Mississippi here. So it's like, yeah, it's all yeah. Kind of, It's like my part of the country being recognized. You know, this is what, this is what like we celebrate here and, and, you know, along the Mississippi river and it's exciting. Right, right. So no, exactly. But uh, yeah, just, the way that they uh, designed the whole uh, harmonious thing was fantastic and um similar in world showcase the ratatouille ride uh was you know also really really uh, done well uh and the whole immersion thing with 
you know, the combination of the practical effects with like the motion screen and the, the cart, um, especially like going underneath um, the dining carts and mm -hmm. the restaurant, like, man, like that was just so good. Uh, when I went on that too, because obviously I haven't been to Paris and ridden it, you know, in right. another park or anything, I was just blown away by the technology of the trackless system, right? I mean, I was, and I'm not a film, we're, we couldn't be more opposite in the fact that I never watch movies. I'm a sports guy. I'm always watching sports. <laughs> Everybody makes fun of me because I haven't seen hardly any Disney movies except old oh, ones. No. Like I haven't seen Inside Out or any of them lately. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I haven't seen Ratatouille. But I knew it was about a mouse. I'd seen it a little bit on a bus ride to our Disney race one time. So I knew a little bit. I knew the gist of the thing. Right. But the whole time I was on it, I loved the ride. But I was like, I was immersed in the technology. I'm like, we're just going like all over the place. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, it, it was a fun ride. But you're right. It was a good mix of practical and screens and, you know, three-dimensional stuff that didn't make you queasy, which was good. And no. also, yeah. I like that one because everybody could ride it. It wasn't intense. Now, right. okay, so, yeah, Guardians wasn't open when you were down in March. No, so. I haven't been on that one yet you excited though to maybe take that on when you get back yeah yeah i heard it's a bit more intense uh so i'm all for that i ride roller coasters and try the most challenging of rides so i'm up it's for fun. it it's fun I, you know, again enough. it's got my music it's got the 80s music so it's, yeah. it's my jam okay so let me ask you about um we haven't even talked about Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom, lots of attractions. What are some mm -hmm. of your... And you seem kind of like a classic guy. So I, I imagine am. there's a lot of favorites over there. So how'd yeah. that go over there? Well, I mean, interestingly, my favorite thing in Magic Kingdom is always the people mover. Uh, it's just the most relaxing thing ever. And um, just you just kind of forget about the world for 10 minutes and take a ride through uh, Tomorrowland. And uh, I was thinking about it and... When you go through the section of Space Mountain, I don't think there's a more tranquil place in all of existence. I go to, I go to sleep because I'm usually yeah. tired. It's like, I, you know, I'm like, uh, it's fantastic. You pop back out in the light. I go, okay, I'm, I'm back. Yeah. Now. And then, you know, you're looking at all the lights and uh, the stars and stuff. And it also kind of takes you back to the old version of uh, Spaceship Earth mm -hmm. uh, with all the lights at the end before the touch screens came in. Um, so that, that brings me back to like old style Disney. And I really like that remnant of like nineties Disney still in there. I'm so, with you. I'm so, yeah. I, I, and God, we haven't talked about that in forever. I missed that old descent of spaceship. Oh Earth. my gosh. That was my favorite. And from what I've heard, it's still there. It's just behind curtains, you know, mm. like they, they didn't take the time to take it out because it would take more work. They just right. kind of covered it up, you know, so it's black now when you're, when you're descending. So you need the computer stuff. But I mean, I, I, you said that, and I was just like, "Oh, I it forgot how awesome back. that was." Yeah, it'd be so outdated now because it was talking basically about FaceTiming with you know, <laughs> and like, playing video games yeah, exactly, with each other exactly, on yeah. these gigantic screens. Like, no, you don't need a giant screen for that. But I mean, look at the video game at the end of Carousel of Progress, right? I mean, that's True. Dude, that and video game. Like, yeah, 1978. So. Yeah, Laserdisc. That. I That's mean, great. there's few things that I cringe about at Walt Disney World because I just understand, like, it's Disney World and everything doesn't have to be, like, A-OK -okay accurate. But that video game, when I look at it, I'm just like, 
Man, that was like a poor person's yeah. home video system, like in 19, I mean, not even 90, probably 1985. Yeah. It, like an Nintendo Grandma really better. smoked them, though. Yeah, she did. Yeah, Grandma rocked it, because that thing was made in 1911, <laughs> and the Waltons played that game. She had years of practice on <laughs> yeah, exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my gosh, that's so funny. So now, yeah. so do you guys tend to go to the parks like at Rope Drop, or do you ease your way in? Do you stay all day? Do you take breaks? Yeah, okay, because we've been there for we had visited so many times that at this point we know which attractions we really love and we get those uh you know get to the rides that are more popular um such as like space mountain or splash mountain or uh you know the more busy rides peter pan sometimes is a struggle even to get on like maybe like once a trip only just because you can't get on there without like a 60 minute wait but um no we definitely take it at our own pace and more so enjoy the whole atmosphere and the classics versus immediately rushing to like the most recent rides so awesome so now did you guys use genie plus at all during the trip or do you just forego that and just just kind of go where there's not a line yeah yeah sometimes we just went where there wasn't a line and waited other times and but we still were able to go on at least like all the big things at least once so kind of what i do because i get to go down often enough that you know there's nothing i have to do i mean there's a lot of stuff i want to do but i right i can wait it out i don't i'm not usually in a big hurry a lot of times i'm down there solo for a race or something and I'm, eh, right <laughs> you know i don't have to be anywhere and so uh so we go yeah. so yeah we let, take our time so let me let me ask you um you you said you spent one day at animal kingdom so any highlights over there anything you really enjoy at that park oh uh, let's see i think that uh expedition everest was closed and the nemo stage show hadn't opened yet so we kind of felt like uh yeah those were our two favorite things but the dinosaur ride is always a favorite of mine and uh, my parents don't really go on that one as much anymore but my brother and i enjoy just like how rough and intense that is and uh my favorite thing about the dinosaur ride is just like that intro video it's like shot on this 90s neo technicolor film stock and it's like oh my gosh this is beautiful like i could watch that film forever and be like i just love this and it's, and it's got felicia rashad you know yeah, yeah. It's perfect exactly actually i think i make I a joke i think i use that for a joke on, on monday's podcast coming up for halloween uh, it's actually the post show but post mm -hmm. uh post film from that ride because i like it but yeah that's you know what? We should do a whole show about just great post show or pre shows and post show right. the films because I yeah. and break them down because that's a good one. I like it. That. Is it's it's one of my favorites. Uh, I definitely miss the test track one. Yes, that I was just thinking that. Fun. Yes. So <laughs> apparently, here's the key: as soon as the person of authority walks out of the frame you can always access the system. Like you can always crack the password. You can always find the key, whatever it is. Like whenever it doesn't work, you know, when they look over your shoulder, we're <laughs> it's exactly right. As soon as they leave the frame, we're in, we're going to chaos is going to ensue. Get in the vehicle. Let's rock. You know, yeah, exactly. go get out of dark. that's right. I love it. This is awesome, Brett. Okay. So well, let's shift gears here a little bit and talk dining. How do you guys tend to, to do you snack throughout the day? Do you do sit down meals what, how mm -hmm. do you guys how do you guys handle dining a lot of times we do uh the um just snacking or buy groceries around uh, the world and eat at the room and bring food with us generally there's like uh two times we have like designated sit down um 
Boma is our favorite. Oh, I love that place. Yeah, just that oxtail soup and just the variety of foods that I feel like really aren't at any other places in the world. So, yep, they have a great that's, chowder. When I go there, I have just so a, much chowder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just the flavor of everything there is. It feels like a step above the other restaurants. Agreed. Any other favorite restaurants at Walt Disney World? Uh, let's see. Um, that's definitely the favorite one. I do enjoy going to the Sci-Fi Dining Theater, just for uh, you know all the old '50s previews. You're killing me here because I mean, this is kind of a running joke on our show is that I love that place and yeah. I cannot get an ADR for that place. I've got, I've <laughs> tried for like the last two or three years. No kidding. Every time I go down, I try to get an ADR, and I've even waited. The last time I was down there, I was by myself. Mm-hmm. I waited outside, you know, on the app where you can try to get like a walk up, you know, and just like, wait, 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 wait. I waited like an hour and a half and still couldn't get in with like the little, you know, I'm here. I'm a solo person. Just put me at a picnic table at the back. I don't even need a car. I just want to be in and have a burger and a shake. And yeah, it's like, and every person that comes on is like, oh, yeah, yeah, ask me, where'd you eat? Everybody's like, oh, wait here, wait here. Yeah, sci-fi. I'm like, stop. (laughs) I can't get in because everybody's eating there but me. No, I, that, that is an outstanding place because it it it, yeah. it combines kind of comfort food and, and a little entertainment. So I right, like and it feels like old style MGM. Right, so right, like exactly. That. It's what the park used to be, you know, in, in yeah. the nineties. Yeah. So you also mentioned in your notes here, sunny eclipse. So you guys uh, like uh, over there in Tomorrowland, enjoying uh, yeah, his, his, yeah. Uh, I mean, t- Tomorrowland is my favorite part of all of Magic Kingdom, and sunny eclipse is a big reason. Just uh, there'd be times like. We just go in there just to listen to him on his uh, 90th performance of the day. And uh, he has so much stamina. It's crazy. He does. That dude. dude. But I do actually like the music, unironically. Like, it feels like a cool combination of, like, Frank Sinatra and, like, Elvis Costello with just, like, his crooning, but, like, pop melodies and... The lyrics are hilarious, and they never get old. So you are exactly right. I mean, it is actually if you if you take it and really think about it, it's good music. It is actually, yeah. <laughs> no, and I've been like waiting to find merchandise, official Disney merchandise of Sunny, but no avail. They're missing out, man. They're missing out. Find it. There's probably some unofficial stuff, I'm sure, somewhere on like Pinterest or wherever yeah. those Etsy or wherever those places right, are. Right, right, yeah. Now, but, now uh, I'm going to have to look because I do like Sunny Eclipse myself. A good, you know, chili corn dog or whatever. And Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, we go in there and don't even eat. We just sit there and watch them. <laughs> You're like, Sunny, we're here. <laughs> we're the biggest fans. We like clap for them and it's like dead empty in there. And it's like, yeah, number one fans. Oh, my God. Sunny's got groupies. <laughs> From New York he City. Does. I love it. Oh, man. You're making my day. Okay, so we're about to wrap up. But let me let me ask you about this because you put in your notes that you have a, a, love, a love of vintage Disney t-shirts. And I do. I also love just kind of just like vintage shirts myself. So tell mm-hmm. us about that, how it started and like what, what's your collection like? What do you got? Uh, I mean, the ones I enjoy collecting the most are like 80s stuff. And I started off collecting Epcot uh, shirts because... You know, I just love that aesthetic from the 80s with the Epcot designs and all the different, you know, uh, pavilion logos and everything. And um, from there, I looked for more specific things like opening crew and cast member T-shirts. One of my favorites I found this past year was a uh, opening day shirt 
for the crew members for uh, the Norway Pavilion Ooh, nice. uh, for 1988. Oh, man. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I got that. I'm like, no way. And, like, my favorite thing is you don't see these shirts too often. So every once in a while I'm looking on eBay or Etsy or something, and I see something I've never seen before, and uh, I realize, like, yeah, I'm probably not going to see this again. And it's just, like, a piece of Disney history and... It's also just really fun to be in the park and be like, I don't think anyone else is going to have this shirt on okay. today here. <laughs> so, so do people, so say you wear a very rare vintage shirt in the I park. Have one on now. I, yeah. That thing is awesome. I love that. <laughs> so say you're wearing the, like, like, an, like that opening day Norway shirt and you're walking yeah. through world showcase. I mean, do you ever get comments? I mean, because this would have to be like a hardcore Disney nerd to even get it. But mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure that they, we're they we are out there people listening today like me. people have but i mean i'm sure people just geek out over that stuff right yeah they're like oh my gosh where'd you get that and i said oh you know every day looking on ebay <laughs> my grandpa opened up norway yeah. <laughs> that's exactly like you can't uh, tell. i told you my, i have to kill you yeah the one i just got a few days ago might be my favorite one yet it was a fireworks spectacular show crew shirt from 1976 Dang. in the magic kingdom <laughs> and i'm like oh my gosh that's like almost 50 years old that is crazy and see i'd be scared to wear some of those i might just have to oh, like yeah. put them in like a shadow you know like a box or something on the wall True. you know just, yeah i know this stuff's getting I, I so make, old yeah i make sure not to like eat anything or drink anything <laughs> that i'm gonna spill <laughs> on it don't get chili dogs like no yeah, be, because shirts. you know i'm, I'm kind of carrying a piece of disney park history yes you it's are on, it's on me if i damage it so. yeah and it's literally sorry on all you. Yeah. community yeah you know? please don't yeah please just yeah don't eat anything messy don't right. don't wear it to f uh, food and uh, food and wine okay Nothing so let, let me ask you one other thing though related mm -hmm. to that so of all the costumes that, that the cast members are wearing current day mm -hmm. if you could like if they would gift you one you know just for your collection you know, like the shirt the top which one would you grab if you could if you could just get a current day cast member like costume from on stage? Uh, I, th I think the spaceship Earth one is pretty rad. The purple one. Yeah, yeah. super like yeah. retro futuristic. Yeah. Mine's always been, and I've and this one's been there for years. It's that World Showcase one, right, with all the flags. Oh yeah, man! Yeah. I've always wanted one of those. I think that's just that just reminds me of Epcot from when I first started going there, right? With, right. You know, like turn of the millennium and stuff. It was just. It just mm -hmm. felt like, oh man, the world's coming together. Those red with all the flags, and you're going yeah. around World Showcase. I love those, and I'd love to have one of those just to wear someday. Are you allowed to wear those in the park if you're? Like, I don't think so. Going there, yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I don't think so. But I'd love to have it yeah. just to have here in the house. <laughs> just to have it, and exactly. like in your collection, yeah. yeah. I just think they're so, they're so you know Epcot. And it's they funny are. that we both we both went with a you know a top a, a costume that's from Epcot because mm -hmm. I do think Epcot kind of wins. It does. <laughs> totally. Just for the style, completely. Unless you want to dress like a jungle skipper, and that's not very comfortable. That'd be pretty awesome. That'd be pretty awesome, pretty hot. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, hey, Brett, I appreciate your time, and this has been a lot of fun talking, you know, Disney history and your trip down to the boardwalks. Do you have any other trips uh, on the horizon here? Yeah, uh, Mark or November twelfth, we're going down again, the four of us. Man, so, nice. Were you, what, what's up? on the agenda for that trip? That trip, we will be at the Beach Club, actually. Uh, old stomping grounds and uh i think um you know i'm really looking forward to guardians and uh seeing the is it food and wine uh 
the festival that's going on. Yep, it's wrap. Well, it wraps up at the beginning of November. So yeah, and and my brother and I are super pumped about seeing Sugar Ray at the American <laughs> Pavilion. Nice. So that's gonna be fun. Our uh, one of my other co-hosts on the other shows, uh, Pam. She's a huge Sugar mm-hmm. Ray fan. She oh, she nice. claims she got kissed by Sugar Ray on the cheek one time <laughs> during a concert at Epcot. So. <laughs> She's a pretty big deal, so maybe she has. I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. You never know. All right, well, Brett, thanks for your time. It's been a lot of fun. Great way to have a kickoff the weekend here on a Friday. And you have a great trip in November, and we'll have to talk again. Yeah, thanks, Mike. I really appreciate it. All right, don't forget today's show brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all your Disney trip planning needs. The agents are standing by this weekend to help you plan a great trip to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line or Adventures by Disney. Check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click really does help us out. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible, and our patrons get that bonus show every week. It's called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, we'd sure love to have you. Coming over this weekend, patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Give me a follow on the social media because I will be posting all the Halloween fun stuff over the weekend. I'm at be our guest Mike on Instagram and Twitter. Let's connect this weekend. And of course, join Scotty G and myself on Sunday night, seven o'clock Eastern, six o'clock Central. Scott is back from the big city. He did everything. He went nonstop in New York City. He saw 18 plays. He ate five slices. He did it all with Marlesa. I mean, you saw it on on his, on his Instagram. I'm going to debrief him, but we're not going to just talk about that, I promise. We're going to talk Disney. We're going to take your calls. Phone lines will be open. But you know he's got to talk about all the pizza he had. And he did ride the subway, so i got to ask him about that because I, I can't imagine. So we're going to have a good time Sunday night. So you need to be there Sunday night, Facebook or YouTube, either one, pick. And we'll be taking your calls, 7 o'clock, 6 central uh, this Sunday night. So join us and give us a call there. All right, we're going to get out of here and let's get on with your Friday. So I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And again, be careful with those kids out there this weekend. They'll be running around all crazy with the Halloween festivities probably going around in the neighborhoods. Just look both ways and watch for uh, all the little ghosts and goblins, and let's all be safe this Halloween season. So for Brett, I'm Mike, wishing you a great Friday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and boo to you. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.